You are listening to the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. We are proud to be presented by PFP, Players Fitness and Performance here in Frederick. And uh, the start of the high school basketball playoffs are upon us. Uh, We're sort of in the middle right now between the end of the regular season and the start of the postseason. We're in a... We're in sort of a week off uh, for everyone, but but the playoffs get underway in earnest uh, this Monday, and uh, one of the teams that will be in action will be uh, the Oakdale Boys, uh, the uh, state semifinalists uh, from last year in Class 2A. Uh, the Bears will be the number two seed in the Class 2A West region, and uh, in just a couple of minutes, we look forward to chatting with their coach uh, in his first year, uh, Brandon Long. And we'll talk to Coach Long about succeeding a local legend in uh, Terry Connolly as, as the Bears head coach, as well as what he expects from his team uh, going forward as they aim to try and get back to the University of Maryland Xfinity Center in College Park and make another run at that elusive uh, state title that, that, that's uh, gotten away from them uh, uh, in recent years. They've been close but haven't quite broken through. Can they do it this year? Uh, we look forward to talking to Coach Long about his team, his career, his life, and uh, just, just all that he has going on at Oakdale as is the playoffs draw near. But first, look look who uh look who dropped in the studio here. It, it, it's our man hey, Kyle Greg, Mc... how's it going? It's our man Kyle McFadden. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm good, Greg. What have you been up to? I I, I hear you're coaching basketball these days, not not covering <laughs> basketball. Yeah, so I am very fortunate to be an assistant with the Frederick Force, which is the one of the two homeschool teams here in Frederick County. Right. Um, I'm also the character coach, too, for them. Okay. What, what does the character coach mean? Yeah, you know, just really, like, emphasizing, um, you know, just being mentally, um, physically, emotionally, and spiritually there uh, to complete the athlete. Okay, it sounds like I've been your character coach. Uh, <laughs> you have in, been. In, you in have been. You really have, have been. Have I done a good job? Are, yes, you. <laughs> you have done a hey, um, great job, Greg. Well, awesome. I'm. I'm happy to happy to I mean hear that. that. Happy to hear that. Happy to help. Sincerely. But 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 you're still doing some journalism. Uh, I am. You're, I am. you're writing for you're writing for the Post. Or, I am. Um, yes. Okay. I, right. I'm still doing some freelance things with the Washington Post. Oh, too. Well, what, what are you covering? What are you writing about um, for the Post? Just. Like whatever they're giving me. Like last Friday, I covered a hockey game. Hockey, uh, all right. Yeah, that was my first um, hockey game that I covered. Did, did you my like cousin, it? oh yeah, I I love hockey so much. I missed. So my cousin, he played high school hockey, and I used to go to like a bunch of his games, and I just missed that atmosphere. It was you know it was loud, it was hectic, it was uh, it was just. You know, it was just fast and furious. And I, I know you're a big Caps fan. I am so, a big so, Caps so, so fan. So you were thrilled that they won the Stanley Cup. Oh man, that uh, was last year. Finally, at long fine, last, right? At long last, indeed. All right. And uh, what what else are you what else are you writing about uh, for the post? Uh, um, high, I, high school sports still primarily. Yes, or? yes, high school sports. I wrote a story about the Seneca Valley football coach. Um, his name's eluding me right now, but uh, he was the Poolsville coach last year, and okay. um, he'll be taking over for longtime coach Fred Kim over at Seneca Valley. Um, I believe he he is the fourth um, Seneca Valley coach uh, for their varsity football program. So I wrote that story for them about two weeks ago, and um, not sure when when my next assignment is at the moment, but okay. I'm sure it'll be here. Um, yeah. Like pretty soon. Yeah, you've pulled back on the journalism a little bit. But when I say pull back, I mean you were like going like a million miles yeah. an hour. You were driving all over the state every every night. You had a game in like Baltimore, 
Like, like yeah. basketball season was ridiculous for you. Yeah. So, so if anyone's thanking you right now, Kyle, <laughs> it is your car. <laughs> Uh, yes, for, 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 for not running it yep. ragged anymore it was, because uh, suffocated like, there for because a bit. every night I would talk to you in the past couple of years you would say I'd be in Baltimore for this game the next night you'd be back you'd be covering you'd be down at the Governor's Challenge working the whole entire tournament yep whole week which, long which is like 80, ten a.m. to a, a, ten p.m. basketball 80, 80 five games, straight game yeah eight, five eight, five uh, straight game. Mm-hmm. days <clears throat> yeah like uh, like uh, like wall to wall basketball for five straight days and it's like. Are, like settle down, man. Like, like, like you, you, you're doing too much here. Yeah. But, 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 but you've gotten older and wiser. You, you've pulled back a little bit. You're, you're still, you're still interested in, in, in journalism, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're seeing what, seeing what else is out there too, which I think is smart. Right. So. Yeah. You know, I just, um, I've, you know, I've seen what's going on, like in, in the journalism world and everything, and you have to find ways to really separate yourself and. You know, I think I was operating for, I mean, I'm obviously a very passionate person. I love to, I love basketball so much and like basketball season, I'm just like, yes. And not only high school basketball, but I'm, I'm going to cover college basketball too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm going to cover UMBC and Maryland and Mount St. Mary's yeah, and, dri- and Georgetown too. I would drive to Georgetown some games, man. Oh my gosh. Like I would be just saying some bad words in the car to myself, just like on the drive down there. But once I got like in the arena itself, it's just like, yes, I'm here, you know? And, um, I still have that passion, but just doing that on my own time and dime. Yeah. You you were, you were burning, you were burning yourself out. Like like I was, I was, I was burned out and uh, I kind of lost like appreciation for what I was doing because I was doing it so much. You know, right. I was doing it five times a week. Yeah, and, and our and our famous story without is, being paid. Our famous story is you mostly. made you made the drive. You were the crazy person that made the drive to uh, Charlotte, I believe, uh, last year for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, uh, and I was trying to talk you what out a, of it. I'm like, Kyle, you're, you're what a time. You, you're doing too much. <laughs> but what what are you doing? Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Don't do this. <laughs> you, you wound up doing it, and uh, and you wound up seeing uh, Virginia. Uh, f- fall to UMBC in the first 16 one up upset. So, so the trip proved to be uh, to be worth it in a lot of ways for you. So, would you call that luck, or me? I would call me you crazy. I would call you a lucky crazy person. Lucky crazy. I feel like I so. needed to be there for some reason. All right. But you've always been our man for for f- high school football and for hoops. And we want and with the playoffs coming up, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about some hoops. Um, yeah. Three uh, A West. I wanted to talk to you about okay. because I'll, because it seems like a number of right different now. teams could possibly walk away with the Three A West championship. Like TJ won it last year, went 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 to states, mm-hmm. made the semifinals, but this year it seems to be a total free for all. It's totally up for grabs. Ligonor has, has a win over Oakdale this year. TJ has beaten just about everyone else. Frederick has some good wins this year. Tuscarora you can't count out, and even the Hagerstowns you can't and count out. And then you have Magruder and Rockville, Blake, Watkins Mill. Yeah, but I'm talking Man about like the real the real teams that, that could win it. You, I think Magruder. Okay. Magruder from what I've heard too. You how, can't count them out. How do you look at the how do you look at the three A West as a region? Three A West has always been wide open in my opinion. No matter so like for instance, I've seen Thomas Johnson play this year. They're obviously the team to beat in that region still. But, you know, like, Lingenor is not far behind them. Right. Um, I was at their their second game when Lingenor was at TJ a few weeks ago. And, you know, like, Lingenor was just a few a few buckets away from 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 kind of busting open the game or, or, or like, 
getting things to turn in like their favor. It's just like Thomas Johnson is uh, so tough defensively, and uh, I think they've worked on their um, perimeter presence too. They weren't really the best um, shooting team last year like that I saw, and then especially when um, Braxton Foreman left, I had some some real concerns with if they can score consistently from behind the arc, and from what I've seen so far, I think they can. Um, but like – I think any team, I'm looking at the bracket right now. I mean, I think every team in this region has a legitimate um, to realistic to a slim possibility. Is, it, to, is this the most balanced region you've seen in, in your time covering high school basketball? Um, let me, oh man, I'm thinking about that. Um, I know the 3A, um, 3A South last year was crazy with Poly and Potomac and City. Oxen Hill and Great Mills and St. Charles and you know I'm still looking at that region right now and um, that's a that's some really good basketball in there um, this is definitely I think definitely one of probably top I mean the year after I graduated from Linganore 2014-15 season that year when Linganore came out of the 3A West I believe as the third seed I thought that was that was probably and you know that was Tuscarora was that right was, there with them, right? Yeah, like Tuscarora was right there. Urbana was the team to beat probably, and Linganore went in there, um, beat them by two. It was like forty-two forty or something like that. It was um, low scoring affair, but yeah, no, I mean this region is definitely a, a typical three A West region, I would say. You know, yeah. We're about to have Coach Long on. He, he's, he's waiting for us to shut up and, and, and <laughs> stop talking to each other. So what do you make of the Oakdale boys and, yeah. and their chances to repeat in the 2A West? Yeah. Um, well, I saw them recently in the CMC championship game. I thought I thought they looked very good versus Thomas Johnson, especially this um, a Thomas Johnson team that has much more size than them. That was definitely a probably the biggest concern I had with Oakdale coming into this season. Yeah, they they're not had, very big. They had lost their entire front court and Colin Schley, who primarily plays on the wing and uh, off the ball, um, is now their their um, tallest big man, tallest right? player, right? Their quote unquote big man. So uh, they definitely play with. You know, physicality, and like Coach Connolly says, B-I-G does not spell M-A-N. And I, I think they've really um, carried on what, what like, Coach Connolly has, has, has built there. I think Coach Long has done a heck of a job with, with making this transition really seamless, um, especially with the basketball product that they're showing. But uh, I'm looking at the bracket now um, in the Class 2A West. And, um, you know, they, you know, I'm looking at Oakdale and they're not out of the woods yet. They, they're going to have to work to get out of this region. Yeah. They're the number um, two seed in their section. So yeah. they could, they could be on Centuries, the road in top the, in, seed. In, they, they could and, be on the road and, in the, yeah. in the regional semifinals. And that's a tough place to play century. And they're always well coached. I haven't seen them this year, but they're always solid. And then Liberty as well. You can't, um, I've heard some good things about them this year. And then Williamsport on the other side, um, they played Oakdale close in both games this year, and they have some players as well. And it's always hard to beat a team um, twice or uh, three times, I would say. Is is, it, is there a team from this area that 
no one's talking about that you feel can make a run? My Lancers? <laughs> like, like I'm yeah. being, I'm, yeah, I think I'm being serious with that. Um, I, I really like how Coach O'Connor has, in his first year, I didn't know how his basketball, I didn't know what he would bring to the table in terms of a basketball coach. I had him for team sports basketball. I thought he he was a really good basketball coach, but in terms of orchestrating a team for a whole season, I didn't know how that would work out. And from what I've seen so far, I really like what I see. They play with, they play with toughness. They have a variety of sets. They mix things up defensively. They move the ball well on offense. They can hit. When they get hot from downtown, I saw their game versus Urbana. They hit seven threes in the first quarter on on the Hawks. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, we saw we we know if a basketball you know when you have a basketball team that can shoot it as you know at a high clip like like look at um UMBC for instance you know they made 13 threes versus um Virginia you hit 13 threes in a game you're beating a lot of teams and um i think i think Linganore has that capability of of like hitting 12 to 13 14 threes a game and uh, just their like shooting presence alone, I think can can like push them in the playoffs. But um, I think Tuscarora too. You you can't look past them. They're they're um, always well coached with Coach Whiten, and then you know they're they have a bunch of athletes over there too. Um, I, I like Middletown a lot. I and mean, then I w- I was just about to say Middletown too. I haven't seen them play, but they're always tough. They're tough. They have a win over Williamsport this year. They That's right. They Williamsport, and they're on their side of the bracket. So it's conceivable and, um, that Middletown could get to the regional final. And when they played Oakdale the first time, they outscored Oakdale in three of the four quarters, except that one quarter they didn't outscore them. Uh, yeah, they, they just they just they played they just did. played this past weekend. Yeah. I, I saw the game, and Middletown gave them all they could mm-hmm. handle for three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. And Middletown was in front, like you yep. said, after our, the first three quarters in Oakdale. Yep. I caught him at the end and, and, and sort of pulled away in a game that was closer than the final score might indicate. Mm-hmm. So I like Middletown a lot. I mean, they're they're playing pretty hard for uh, for Coach John uh, Kymig and, and they're a scrappy group, and mm-hmm. and they're capable of beating some good teams. So so I, I look for Middletown to, to maybe make a run. So Damascus too, they have a lot of size, and if they would play, if they would play Oakdale, I think that would get a like give Oakdale lots of problems just with just uh, stylistically. Yeah, Brian. About. Brian Brzee, he's huge. He's um, playing basketball. He's 6'5", 285 pounds. He's athletic. Uh, they have Ryan Linthicum. Um, like, their other 6'5", D1 lineman. <clears throat> so, and uh, they they are more of an inside-out team. Uh, okay. And that would give Oakdale fifth because, you know, Colin Schley, uh very talented, but he's about 110 pound lighter than um, Brian Percy. Right. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not 110, but I, but, but most of 100, I would. Actually, say. Actually, I can't do math, man. Probably. He's probably about. He's probably uh, close Collins to 100 pounds. Close to 100. Pounds. Yeah, Collins, Collins like 190. 190. Okay, so we'll say 90. So. Okay. Yeah, I can't do math. I apologize. That's why you're a writer. That's Kyle. why. Well, yeah. That's why I try to be a writer. Right. right. <laughs> You were down at the Governor's Challenge uh, this year, right? Yes, yes, I was. I mean, oh, and uh, yes, yes. Who, who was the best team? You saw? It doesn't have to be Frederick County. Who was um, the best team of all that mess of teams that goes down there? Who was the best team that you saw? Wow. Um, I'm gonna. 
this team from California, I think it was Frida's Prep or something like that. They they were loaded. The uh, athletes all over the floor. I was so impressed with them. Um, I really like this team from from um, Miami too. Um, they weren't big. They weren't like blow you away talent. Uh, probably weren't the the best physically looking team um in like like um down in Salisbury that week but they played so fast and they were so cohesive and um they really knew each other's strengths well from what I saw and uh they were probably the best team that I saw that week um trying to recall now so yeah and how much season is your Force team uh, have left. Yeah, so we have this Mid-Atlantic tournament uh, that starts Thursday, um, tomorrow. That's We're playing some private school from New Jersey. And then when we win that, we'll play. Uh, ah, I like the <laughs> When we play or when we win that, we'll, we are anticipating on playing um, a private school from Delaware. And then when we win that, We'll be playing in the championship on 5:30 against hopefully uh, this other private school from New Jersey, and then in two weeks, it's our East Coast National Championship down at Liberty um, University, and uh, we just got our pool and our scheduling out um, yesterday, and we'll be playing against. So we have there's like six or seven pools. There's 30 teams there pools are with four teams we play a round or so we have um pools of four we play uh three round robin games so um we'll play a team from syracuse new york a team that's close to to um chapel hill north carolina and then a team from um southwest virginia and then if we win or when we win those three games, uh, we'll be placed in the top bracket, uh, which is 8A. And then from there, those top eight teams in 8A uh, will be playing for the grand championship, the grand uh, national championship. But you have to win those three, those right. three games in uh, pool play. So, so that's what's some, left for us. So you have some tournaments coming up. Yes, we do. It's uh playoff mode. I got my business cut. My uh Yeah, your hairdo, yeah. My hairdo, I'm all trimmed down. All right, ready dude, to go. You're, you're ready to go. Uh, well, good to see you again. Uh, th- 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 yeah, th- great. Th- thanks for stopping by and uh look forward look forward to seeing that down the road uh, here on here on the hoop scene. So Thank you so much, Greg, for having me. Absolutely. Of and course. we're back in a second here on the final score with Oakdale basketball coach uh, Brandon Long. Why do I train? Why do I train? I train to jump higher. I train because I have something to prove. Be faster. And because speed, strength, and being better overall on and off the field is my mission. Nothing to me is impossible. I'm Andrew Simpson from Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick, Maryland. We have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence, which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. That's our why. 
What's your why? For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. The boys' basketball playoffs here in Frederick County begin next week, and I am very pleased to welcome onto the program the head coach of the Oakdale boys' basketball team. Very successful program over the years, uh, and, and my guest is in his first year at, at the helm of the program. He is uh, Brandon Long. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing well, Greg. Thanks for having me. How are you? I, I am well, thank you. Uh, just well, We're sort of in an awkward week here where the regular season ended last week, and the playoffs don't start again until next week, so you have like a week break. How are you guys handling that? Really, we're trying to just you know keep handling our business, um, trying to stay focused, give the guys off shorter practices, um, just some team building stuff, uh, and then and then get back and regroup and focus on basketball. Um, trying to maintain that business type approach, and that way we're able to take care of business once we get started again. Do you like this break? Uh, to be honest with you, I do not. Um, I would like it to maybe be a little bit shorter. I don't mind um, having a few days, definitely in terms of uh, preparation. Um, but it's a little bit too long for my liking. Um, I'm a creature of habit. Uh, I like the rhythm. Uh, our guys are playing really well right now, and I'd like to keep that going. It's sort of like the NFL team at the end of the season. They're playing really well. They get a top seed in their conference, and then they have a bye, and, and then they don't get to play for all, for two weeks. And the team they wind up playing in their first game will be a team that just won a playoff game. So, so it's sort of that hot and cold mentality, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's one of the fears. You've got a good thing going. You want to keep it going. And um, no rest for the weary. Uh, we did get a bye in the first round, but we play one heck of an opponent coming out in uh, Liberty out of Carroll County. Um, so we just want to, like I said, keep it going. And it's just like you said, it's, you, they're going to come out firing on cylinders. Fortunately, they had a bye as well. Yeah, I mean, your, your squad is 20-3 and three overall. I believe uh, thirteen or fourteen and one in the Central Maryland Conference. Uh, you're nineteen and one in games that actually count toward your toward your playoff season, toward your playoff seating. Excuse me. And you guys will be the number two seed in the section. I mean, I know that's aggravating for you because it came down to a coin flip too, and the coin flip didn't go your way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we tied a, a great team, Century, out of Carroll County, and uh, both teams at nineteen and one in the regular season. And unfortunately, it comes down to a coin flip. Uh, we'd like for that to be something we can control, but we always tell our guys, control the things you control and, and uh, just play. Uh, basketball's you, you, that's your job. Just You can't only play the hand that you're dealt, so here we go. And the significance of that is you guys could be on the road. Instead of hosting uh, the sectional final, you could be on the road for that section championship game. For the sectional final, if, if uh, we play our best hand and uh, have a great opponent in Liberty coming up, if, if we're the best team standing at the end of the day, we'll go to Century in the next round if, if they beat one of the winners of South Care or Winners Mill on the other side. How, how has the season gone? I mean, you're not, you're not new to Frederick County basketball. You're not new to the Oakdale basketball program in, in general. I mean, you know these kids. Uh, how has the season gone so far? The season's been highly successful. I mean, to win 20 games in, in a season alone in a tough atmosphere like the CMC, um, I mean, that's definitely accomplishing something. I knew the kids coming in as their former JV coach. And, you know, I, I love these kids. They play hard. They're competitors. And they have fun at practice, too. They bring it every single day. Uh, I'm just – uh, so thankful. I mean, my coaching staff, I got Dean Rose back, Ryan Berkey, brought Eric Jackson over from Linganore, uh, Ryan Brandenburg. He's, he's got to be the next head coach in this county. He's just outstanding. And it's, it's just from the program. Coach Conley built it for us, and we're just trying to maintain it. And I'm so pleased from, um, you know, 
the guys that came up on JV for call-ups. It's just, it's just been a, a great season, and, and we want to keep riding this thing. You, you were the JV coach at Oakdale for how long? Uh, this would have been my sixth year until uh, Coach Conley uh, uh, decided to retire. So, so you're well-versed in the program. What, what's the step-up been like to the varsity level? Just the, the game itself is just so much faster. Um, and, and the kids, the mentality. Um, JV players just – they're still kids. You know, they kind of just want to play, and, and they'll kind of run through a wall for you. With the varsity kids – um, they're older, a little bit more mature, uh, and you have to figure out the right way to push their buttons. It's a little bit different. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it's kind of funny. I'm a middle school teacher, and uh, I have a two-year-old at home. Uh, my two-year-old will do anything for a sticker, uh, but trying to get the middle schoolers to do something, they're not doing anything for a sticker. you got to find alternative means of motivation. So, so, what, so what do you use? Um, you know, a lot of times we just try to make every practice competitive. Um, I think what it starts with, first and foremost, is the relationship. Uh, if you establish that relationship with your student athletes, they'll run through a wall for you. And I'm at an advantage. I have had a lot of these kids for a long time. Uh, Tommy Kelly has been with me the first two years, Jack McGacky, uh, Ethan Reefer. I mean, they moved up late their sophomore years and played for Coach Conley then. But I've spent a lot of time with these guys. So it really wasn't new. Um, but just four seniors coming back, I had guys who spent at least two years with me. So we knew what to expect from each other. Have you had to change at all being a varsity coach? Um, I would actually say I, I haven't honestly had to change that much. Um, I think I had to listen a little bit more um, with the experience with Coach Rose and Coach Berkey. These guys are seasoned vets uh, and, and take advice because I am going against experienced coaches as well on the other side. And um, I think Coach Conley did an excellent job preparing me for this job. And um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's just I really felt like I could hit the ground running. Um, I thought I was ready. And I hate to see Coach Conley go, but it was just the right situation for me and my family. So, so Coach Conley, Terry Conley is a resource for you also. Ryan Berkey, who you mentioned, is on your staff. He's been a head coach in Frederick County too. Just having two guys two guys that have been head coaches before is, is resources that you could pick up the phone or, or, or they're standing right next to you. I mean, how much does that help? Oh, that has helped immensely. Um, I'm surprised they haven't blocked my cell phone number yet. Uh, you know, talk through things, at least stay late and uh, run through a couple things at practice. Um, I text and co uh, call uh, Coach Conley frequently. Uh, he's always there to, to just listen. And sometimes that's what I need, just to kind of pick those basketball minds when uh, I might be struggling with the concept or how to attack something. Or it could be just something of a motivational factor. Dealing with a player. or uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, you stepped in for a for a local living legend. I mean, how how difficult was that, or was it easier than you expected? Oh, re re you cannot replace Coach Conley. I mean, I mentioned this in pretty much every interview. His resume speaks for himself, uh, both at the high school level, collegiately as a player, and a coach in the area, and as a person. Um, a lot of people see him as this. Uh, big bear on the sideline but he would do anything for me or my family um, a lot of times and it's it's not in terms of replacing him it, it, that's not going to happen I just have to be me and that part would never be easy the, the pressure really came from the media if you will um, I just had to take the things that I learned from him and, and coach McLean previously and just be myself and apply those principles that they laid the land for me for, for earlier and it's been highly successful um, it's everybody's going to talk about, you know, hey, losing season this, losing season that. Oh, is it the coach? But um, one thing that I, I'm listening to now is, oh, you, you inherited this great team. You know, I have four seniors coming back. The rest are juniors. 
it, it was really uh, just a program that Coach Conley built and just continuing that. And once that happened, guys saw that I was genuine but still applied those principles. They bought in right away. Is there a pressure, though, to maintain the success of the program? Absolutely. There's a pressure. But I wouldn't have it any other way because that pressure, uh, I'm a competitor, and that's what motivates me as well. Um, and it's that drive to, to keep going. Uh, coach built it, and I want to keep that tradition alive. What, what, what did you admire the most about Terry Connolly? Work ethic. Uh, I don't remember him missing a day of practice. Uh, he would come in every day, every minute of every practice planned. Um, I kind of have that mentality as well. I, I use an old school note card, and I go this minute to this minute, this minute. Everything's planned, um, creatures of habit, and there's really no downtime. You know, we have a limited window. Basketball season starts November 15th. It, it goes to March 1st, uh, a little bit longer if you're lucky. And uh, you got to utilize your student-athletes time wisely. When, when do you make your plans? Uh, beforehand, typically the night before practice. Um, when practice is over, I take where we finished, where we let off, and I'll sit down and just write out what I want to do. You'll do this by yourself or you'll do this with your assistants or take me through the process? Um, a lot of times, it, well, both really, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll sit down and talk a lot of times with technology. It'll be uh, a text, to be honest with you. Hey, what did you guys see at practice that you liked? What do you need to work on? Same thing with game planning. Um, what do you think would work against this team, that team? And we just kind of talk about it, and then I just formulate the plan. Where does it go in at? What's the situation? And we really are a team working together for a common But goal. you'll handwrite everything out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, you'll handwrite your practice schedule. You're old school in that way, uh, right, Brandon? Yes, I am. I am very old school in that. It's just a little index card, uh, everything written out line by line. Right. You, you, you've been a JV coach for a long time. Did you feel you were ready to step up to the varsity level? I mean, no one knew that Coach Connolly was going to step down, so, so you didn't know when that opportunity was going to come up. When it did, were you ready for it? I was ready for it. Um, I, I feel like I was learning every day from Coach. Uh, that wasn't uh, any, any question at all, and I didn't want Coach to leave. Uh, to be honest with you, I was naive when I left Brunswick as a JV coach. I thought I was ready. I thought I learned a lot, and then I came over and – worked under a different coach, and I learned a heck of a lot more. And five years later, still learning on the job, but I realized um, there's a different approach to do things. You know, Coach McLean was different than Coach Conley, and I learned so much more in the next five years, different defenses, different offensive sets, um, how to manage a program, uh, just different. Oakdale's much larger community where Brunswick was a small town feel. Uh, we had to figure things out, and I learned a lot from him during the, my time uh, working one-on-one with Coach well, Conley. What's the number one thing you learned from him? Um, I just think being prepared and, and just looking at so many different ways to um, game plan, strategize. I think um, tailoring your, I don't want to say game plan, but your season plan. You, you, you really have to tailor um, what you're going to coach, what the um, defenses you're going to play, what offenses. You can't fit the players to your system. You have to fit the system to your players. And I think that's, that's what is, I learned the most from him is you can't just do one thing. You might have to change it depending on the skill set of your team. You know, you know Terry Connolly is as passionate about basketball and his program as, as, as anyone. Were, were you surprised when he stepped down? I was surprised. Uh, I was actually in the car with my wife, um, and he called me, uh, and he was talking about his injury to his foot, and he just didn't have um, – he's so passionate. He's always – when you talk about basketball, he is just jived up and just energized, and he just – Yeah, you saw it on the sidelines every game, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, never sits down, you know, and uh, he just 
normally has you guys that fire in his belly to get started and I just kind of felt like he was feeling a little down and I felt he wanted to get something off his chest I didn't expect it was that you know I thought it might have just been his health at the time which was my number one concern and uh we just talked about it and we wanted to make sure the time was right for him and just he we wanted him to sleep on it you know and just take that time and you know a month six weeks later uh he decided that it was the right time for him did you feel the job was yours or did you feel you were gonna have to earn the job or, or how, how did that process work i had to earn the job there was it wasn't going to be given to me um there could have been anyone that that wanted to apply and 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 step in there's a lot of quality coaches and candidates and i had to prove my worth you know i felt like i did it under coach conley but there's a lot of highly capable coaches in the county in the area and uh, i had to prove my worth and fortunate enough for me um coach crevos uh, and the uh, administration at Oakdale High was confident enough in me that I was able to continue the tradition. What, why did you want the job? I live in the Oakdale community. Um, it's, it's so close. Uh, my daughter's going to go through uh, the Oakdale school system as well. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I love the community. It was so hard for me to leave Brunswick, Greg. It was, I grew up there, you know, small town feel. And from the moment I stepped in the door at uh, Oakdale, it just, had a different vibe to it, and I was in. I was in. You know, one thing Coach Conley says, you're either in or you're out. I was in. I just like the competitive atmosphere, the nature, um, and it's, they're just so supportive. Um, it's kind of like Brunswick in terms of how they support their, their sports and academics, um, but it's just a bigger feel. You mentioned right away that you knew you couldn't be Terry Connolly. Mm -hmm. You couldn't fill his shoes. You had to be yourself. Was that a hard thing to do? I mean, was it, or was it easier said than done? There is there is pressure with that um, in terms of just being myself, um, and it wasn't so much in terms of what I was perceiving. I was kind of worried about what the seniors were perceiving because they're used to one way, and I wanted to make sure that I could reach them. And the first thing I did was meet with uh, my seniors, um, the returning ones, uh, Musa and um, Colin at the time, and I just want to see where their heads were and. Uh, you know what, I got to give those guys, you know, we, the football team used the word love a lot when they were describing their athletes. And, and Colin and Musa texted me once they heard, they were disappointed coach stepped down, but they told me they wouldn't play for anybody else. And, and I believed them. And we met and just talked and talked and we were all on the same page. And, and they knew that I was going to bring a similar atmosphere that Coach Conley brought, but there wasn't any pressure from them. They wanted to be, me to be the same coach I was at the JV level. Right, so you felt accepted right away by, 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 by the team. Absolutely. And how do you feel the transition was? Pretty smooth, given that you'd worked under Coach Connolly for so long? There is one aspect that, that, that wasn't quite as smooth. Uh, we, were, we were blessed uh, to have Coach Connolly's wife, Kelly Connolly. She did so much stuff behind the scenes. that um, She kept the book at every game. Kept the book at every game. Um, you know, all the coaching paperwork, she assisted with that. And all of a sudden, it's all on me. Um, my wife definitely helps me. You know, I couldn't do it. You know, uh, I have a very supportive wife and daughter. They come to almost every game. I couldn't do it without them. And um, the work that, that the, the wives do behind the scenes or the families, you know, it, it, it's amazing. And, and what Miss Conley did, um, I didn't realize how much just the paperwork, you know, the, the basketball is the part I love, designing practice plans and scheming. And it was 
submitting all the paperwork so you follow all the guidelines and, and meet all the criteria that was the part that i wasn't re- quite ready for it's just all the stuff you don't appreciate until you're in the, it's like being a dad right you, you don't appreciate some things until you're actually in the moment absolutely absolutely and you, you get one thing finished and you think you're done and then all the paperwork's in and you got to start talking budget you know at the jv level i didn't have a budget i just went to coach and said hey we need this can we make it happen and then these kids like become like your kids sort of in a de facto sort of way like they have to do their homework do well in school stay out of trouble off the court do you worry about all that stuff uh, all the stuff that could go wrong <laughs> absolutely um as a coach you naturally care about your student athletes and um you know it not probably not the best term but kind of like a father figure in, in their lives you want the best that that's for them and you know we want we always keep track of their grades make sure they're on um top they need to be eligible um you know that's why they're called um student athletes not athletic students even though they are they, they've got to get it done in the classroom first or, or you can't play for me right do you and i mean you have a pretty good group so probably staying out of trouble off the court's not a big thing but but you could get that phone call at any time too right <laughs> knock on wood we haven't had any issues this is really a great great group um at at this point they seem to get well they do they get good grades i haven't had any trouble out of these guys um and it, it's different being a kid right now the temptations i mean we that are going around you just have to figure out a way to, to rise above it especially if you want to be successful at the next level whether through academics or athletics you really have to figure out a way to keep your nose clean basically because there's a lot of bad stuff out there right now in that in that light what do you tell your players about using social media to be honest with you uh i tell them not to use it uh you know we don't need any bulletin board material or anything like that. Uh, I prefer for them November 15th, stop. Once basketball season's over. Do they adhere to that on. guideline or do you let them do it a little bit as, uh, long as, as long as they're not putting crazy stuff out there? Or I try not to police it that much um, as long as they're not putting crazy stuff out there. You know, we do try to let them be kids and some of the greatest lessons you learn from your mistakes. Um, but it's not, it, it is what it is. And it's also a valuable tool as well. It's just how you harness it and use it. We haven't had any problems so do, far. Do you use it yourself? <laughs> I do not, but my wife is the one who keeps track of all the Oakdale basketball Twitter. Um, I mean, you the, probably the, can the, see that in my, uh, my coaching plan. I'm, I'm writing it on index cards. Right, you know? okay. You're probably using the typewriter instead of the computer <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. if, if you have I'm the choice. I'm using a pen, so. yeah. Does she encourage you to use it more, like get on Twitter or get on Facebook or Instagram or something like that? She does. Um not only for that, for my profession, um, I do, I'm a PE teacher, so I try to use a lot of technology um, as much as possible. And, you know, in, in the strength room, fitness room, and it's just, it's, it's the way it's going. I mean, well, I mean, look at us statistically. Uh, we use data programs for that. My assistant coach, uh, Eric Jackson, basically does an effectiveness tool and we evaluate it and that's the way it's going. I mean, look at Major League Baseball. Everything's analytics right now. So we, you got to try to keep pace or you're going to get passed by the so, so why haven't you broken down and jumped on Twitter or one of the, one of the apps yet? <laughs> um, you know, to be honest with you, this is probably my teaching aspect. Um, I just, there's a lot of things out there that can be spun or taken negatively. Um, I would use it professionally but not so much personally in that aspect you know because you never know what's really public and what's private and i kind of lean you know on the side of caution yeah. on that. Let, let's talk about your squad in an on-court sense what, what what do you like about this group what do they do really well they play as a team uh you know they just are competitive they grind they play hard they bring it every day in practice and they're unselfish you know, they, they, they pass, they make, make the extra pass, and they just 
they play so well together. It, it's really impressive. I was, everyone talks, you know, Oakdale, we talk Colin Schley and him getting his points. But I think Colin really has been extremely unselfish this year where he's let guys like Jack McGackey, Ethan Reefer, Musa Crawford um, play. And it's not just stand around and watch Colin. They play as a team, and I am very impressed with that. And, you know, we're only going to get as far as, as the top five guys on the court can take us and whoever's playing in the game at that time. It's not just one player. It's everybody. The final game of your regular season, I, I saw you play Middletown, and Middletown gave you a heck of a battle. And, and the guys that made the big difference in that game were Jack McGackey. Had, had a, he fueled the second, big second-half run for you guys, and also uh, Tommy Kelly as well. Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of been uh, the next guy up mentality, if you will. I, th- I think Colin only had one basket, I think, in the entire first quarter of that game. Um, yeah, I'm not sure on the exact numbers. Um, but, 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 I, but he wasn't – but there were other guys, to your point, propelling the ship. Absolutely. I mean, we lost Cameron Dorner early in that game. He, he rolled his ankle, and Tommy Kelly had to come in, and he's, he's not too far removed from an injury himself. Um, Colin Schley got in foul trouble, and it's just it just the next guy came in and made plays. Uh, we made that first run, and Colin was on the bench in the, in the end of the third, start of the fourth. We had other guys step up, Jackson Mead, um, Dylan Burney has been playing solid for us off the bench, Jackson Wright. It's just next guy up, and it really started with the football program. We didn't get our guys until two or three days before our yeah, first Yeah, well, I don't game. think we got your roster in the, in, in the paper uh, for, for a while because you didn't know what it was going to look like. I, so. I, I didn't. I was, I was waiting to see who's coming out. I might add a couple more bodies come out for tryouts right after a football championship. Uh, Colin, obviously, is one of the best athletes in, in all of Frederick County. And as much as you love to have a guy like him, uh, there are challenges that come along with it. You don't want to be seen as favoring him or, or, or catering everything to him. Just what, what, what's your experience been like coaching an athlete the caliber of Colin? I've been impressed with him as a young man and a leader. Uh, as I mentioned previously, I met with him. And uh, I didn't want it to be just, you know, the Colin Schley show. And what I was so impressed about him was – he wanted to get everybody else involved. He, he's not worried so much. He wants about, to win. He wants to win. I mean, that's a great way to put it. Um, he's not so much worried about his points. I mean, he's actually sacrificed. He could easily go out and score 25, 30 a night if he wanted to. But I believe he's also had to check with Dean Rose on this. I believe he's the um, first player to score, was it 400 points, uh, 400 rebounds, and was it 200 assists in a season? I have to check that stat. But – um, we've had some pretty good players come through that haven't done that. Everyone sees how great a football player he is, how great a quarterback he is. What makes him a great basketball player in your mind? He's just motivated. He's, I think it's just that it, maybe it's the same way, you know, obviously with the football field. He just competes. He wants to win, and I think it's that desire and that hunger um, that sets the tone for everybody else on our team. And that trickles in, I think, I think Jack and, and Ethan, um, Dylan, some of these other guys, have, it's almost um, – infectious you know now it's just it's these guys have picked up that vibe and we just want to desperately get down uh, to university of maryland again yeah you were in the state semifinals last year obviously looking to get back uh this year we're talking to brandon long the head coach of the oakdale boys basketball team uh jack when i when i asked about what role he plays for you he said he's a scorer for you guys how would you describe what jack does for you jack mcgacky to be honest with you i think jack's selling himself short he's not just a scorer he's a leader He's a great team player. He's a great person. Um, can he uh, shoot? Another resource for you because his dad, Arnie, was was a head coach in this county. Absolutely. Arnie, longtime coach, uh, Linganore and Frederick. He actually works at Oakdale Middle School with me. Um, I see him daily. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but uh, Jack has inherited those uh, – 
coaching characteristics. And you can see it on the floor in terms of his leadership. And a lot of times everybody's talking about, you know, Jack McGackie for three, uh, pull-up jumper. You know, he grabbed a couple of big rebounds in that Middletown game too that really propelled us to victory. Tommy Kelly, not, not the biggest guy in the world. Some guy you might take lightly on a basketball court coming off a – Major uh, knee injury that, that kept him out for, for two months, but you just got him back, uh, as you mentioned. What have you noticed about Tommy and the way he came back from that injury and, and, and what he gives you? You know, losing Tommy was a big setback. Uh, Cameron Dorner, he, st- he started for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Starting point guard, he's playing great. I believe he played in six games before he went down, the fracture in his kneecap. And um, he was at practice studying exactly what we were putting in, um, asking questions. He didn't miss a beat. And when he came back, he I, – I couldn't tell you what it was, Greg, but he just looked hungry. He looked like he was, you know, frustrated that he missed so much time. Uh, special season taking place here at Oakdale. And uh, he's looking – beginning of the year, Wayne Sport, a couple of games, he was looking to facilitate more. Now, if you look at him, he's really looking to score a little bit, and not only create for others, but create for himself. Right. Musa Crawford, uh, a very valuable player in recent seasons for, for – um, Oakdale and is again this year for you. You know, two seniors um, coming back that have experience, um, a, a great deal of, of varsity playing experience. We had Corny, uh, Corey Chaney last year. He's a senior, and Simeon Sabute came back. So there's our four seniors. But if you're looking at terms of valuable experience, it's it's Musa and Colin, and they're the ones who played. And we, we lost Musa there midway through with uh, hamstring injuries, and he's re-aggravated a couple times. And um, – we probably didn't realize we knew Musa was valuable, but we didn't realize how valuable he was. He was really a steady force, especially in like the middle of a zone. Um, everybody talks about how quick he is, but he catches it and slows down and kind of sees the floor. So no matter how quick or athletic he is, he actually kind of calms us down and uh, gets us into what we need to run. Right. Ethan Reefer, uh, quarterback uh, in waiting on the football team, also a pretty darn good basketball player. What, what does he give you? Toughness toughness i mean he's 6-1 he always and that's probably on a good day <laughs> um he always wants the biggest and baddest on the other team uh we play liberty uh, coming up they've got a big boy in there kent he's about 6-7 um and ethan wants that challenge uh, uh he's just a competitor he just wants that toughness he just has that edge about him that's tough to create and you know what i love about ethan he does it He's, he's, he's probably one of the meanest kids on the basketball court, and once he steps outside the lines, he's the nicest kid you could meet. Yeah, and, and what do you like about your bench? I like the energy um, from the bench. I think we're very deep. I think we can run up and down the floor, and we don't lose much you know, when, when we sub. Um, just deep. We have guys that have stepped up. I think, once again, you talked. <laughs> Name some of those guys. Uh, Dylan Burney, uh, Kyle Dorner, Jackson Wright, Jackson Mead. Uh, and, the, and the list goes on. Uh, Cameron Dorner now. Um, it's just it, it, we can sub and not lose as much. And the way that we play, as fast as we play, other teams get a little tired and we'll just put the next wave in. Yeah, you went down to the Governor's Challenge, uh, ran into a very good Patterson team uh, there, and that's the game that I think Tommy got hurt, right? Yeah, you lost him early in that game, right? Yes. But but facing a team like Patterson, and, and maybe the outcome didn't go – the way you wanted it, obviously, but but what do you take away from a game like that? We wanted to see something when we go down the Governor's Challenge. We want to see something that we can't always create at practice or in our division. And when we go down there, you know, uh, when we sign up, we say, I want to lose both games. We want to play the toughest teams down there because it, you can't simulate that. 
And that's what you're going to see when you get down to University of Maryland or in the regional championship. So you need to take advantage of that at all times. And um, Patterson jumped on us. I just don't think we were, you know, ready to play. A lot of people are going to make excuses about it. Um, we lost Tommy. Musa was away. Um, Jackson Mead was away. Uh, we're a different team now. We're just deep and playing hard and playing as one. Was your other loss down there uh, too? Yes. Uh, we lost to St. Elizabeth down there. Uh, that was the day after we lost Tommy Kelly. Um, we inserted Cameron Dorner right away. We moved him up just for the uh, holiday tournament um, and started him right away. It probably wasn't the right way to go to just throw him in the fire. But looking at where we are right now, it was the best decision. Because if you look at Cam, he's not playing like a freshman. Right, yeah. And then uh, you, you roll along, you come back, you roll along in the regular season, and then you have an uh, interesting night against Leganor. And, and, and Leganor, a very capable 3A West team. You won't have to see them in the playoffs. But a representative of the balance seen you see here for Frederick County Boys Basketball, and they, they rose up and, and, and got you like they did uh, the, the season before uh, too. So what what did you take from that night against the Lancers? You know, uh, they flat out beat us. That, that's what I took from it. Um, I thought we got outplayed. I got outcoached. Um, coach Ocon, another, you know, first-year coach, highly respect him. He's doing a great job with that program. Um, they did a great job slowing us down. Their game plan was uh, more effective than ours, and uh, we, we couldn't score. We didn't shoot well. And Linganor is a team, uh, you know, you guys have covered them. When they get hot, they get hot. And they can they can score a lot in in a hurry. You know they shoot the ball well, rebound well, um, and you get down on them, it's tough to catch up. Right. How do you see that three A West shaking out with them in there and TJ and Frederick and Tuscarora? I mean, you you were just played the CMC championship game against TJ, and that was a, a down to the wire game too. You know, I don't want to sit here and predict who's who's going to come out of that. I will tell you one thing that is filled that section is filled with some landmines i yeah. think anybody can beat anybody um you know tj at cmc championship gave us one heck of a battle i know cms in the cmc that uh linganor and tj uh, played a couple of tough games um frederick beat tuscarora you know there's just it's 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 a lot of parody on that side and I, I, would you be shocked to see a number any number of teams win that win that region to be honest with you i would not i would not be shocked if you know one of the lower seeds, if you will, came out. Uh, I also wouldn't be shocked if, if um, TJ came out like everybody's expecting. I wouldn't be shocked if, if Coach Ocon makes a great game plan and Linganore comes out. I think that – You can't discount the Hagerstown teams. The Hagerstown either, teams. Yeah. And, yeah, you have to excuse me on that. We haven't played any of the right. Hagerstown teams. I yeah. really haven't seen them except on film. I know uh, North, uh, Coach Hartman out there, does a great job as well. Um, South, I believe, is Coach Brashears out there. They, they, they'll be well prepared. I mean, it's just – it's going to be a dogfight. I wish I could go watch it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, hopefully your team will will, will, will still be kicking. Why? Yeah, you, I don't wish that much. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Well, why have you guys been so successful this year, though? What, what would you attribute it to, number one? Uh, you know, I inherited a, a, a program, and I just continued it from Coach Conley in terms of our mentality. Those kids have been coached up three, four years now that it was a smooth transition. Uh, but I got to give credit where credit's due. A, to the coaching staff and B to the players first and foremost. And when I say coaching staff, I honestly don't mean me. I mean Dean Rose, Ryan Berkey, Eric Jackson, and Ryan Brandenburg. They bring it in, in one area that I might be weak at, they step up and have my back. Yeah, D Dean's the technology guy too. He's got his, he uh, he's got his uh, iPad or 
uh, looks like almost like a Kindle uh, he has there that has up to up to the minute stats. I I, I love Dean because I I count on him for your shooting percentage and uh, some some of the more obscure stats that I get after the game. So I love Dean as well. Um, he is a basketball junkie. Now make sure that he has his readers on though when he's looking at the stats. Okay, he gets confused sometimes. All right, well, well we'll 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 make sure, or I'll or I'll, I'll look over his shoulder and double check his his work for him. But, so but Dean does an out. He is a basketball junkie. I, I'll come in the next day and say I watched that game film and I kid you not Greg his uh his response is I watched it three times and he's got so many statistics and how he wants to do things that we can just sit there and talk basketball all day right how, how did you get bit by the basketball bug you said you grew up in uh, Brunswick to be honest with you um I got bit by the basketball bug because my mother made me um I was uh just moved to Brunswick um, I didn't have very many friends uh, my family got divorced uh, my mother moved out there uh, we just couldn't afford to live in a you know single parent uh, family home yeah. here in Frederick, and uh, I really was struggling to make friends when I moved out there. But you grew up in this area, though. I did. I went yeah. to Hillcrest Elementary School, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and in first grade, my parents split, and I moved out to Brunswick, and my mother signed me up for basketball. Um, first day of practice, I did not want to go. Uh, she'll probably tell you that I kicked and screamed. She'll say I cried, but I didn't, Mom. Um, just she made me go and. Did you hate it? Did you love it? Or? I loved it. I loved it and couldn't wait to get back. Right. It, it was it was a great experience for me. And you were you were coach Coach McLean was he uh, he wasn't your first coach. He wasn't my yeah, first. He did, was my first. Uh, oh, oh, Dan's not Dan's not that. I don't want to make him sound older no, older than he actually no, is. So. Uh, well, uh, actually, Dan's brother Dave was uh, okay. one of my first coaches. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, so you grew up playing basketball at Brunswick. Did you know you were going to be a coach there one day? I didn't, um, but I knew I wanted to get into coaching somehow in some way. I didn't know right away. Um, I really didn't fully hit me until college through the teaching aspect um, and getting into PE. And and where did you go to college? Salisbury University. Okay, yeah. Um, I went down there and got into uh, the PE program and teaching and just kind of realized the impact that you could have on youth, uh, both as a teacher and a coach. I just think that the relationship that a coach has with his players is much different than what a teacher may have with a student. Very similar, yet different. Yeah, and and how did the opportunity come about for you to come back to Brunswick and coach there with with Coach McLean? Um, I actually got my first teaching job at uh, Tuscarora High School, fresh out of college. I was actually going to coach with Dan Wagner over at Tuscarora when he was there um, as a assistant coach, uh, possibly as a freshman coach at the time. We still had freshman sports, and. Um, I talked to, I went to a couple open gyms because I knew uh, Duck, Coach McLean, and um, went to a few open gyms and then ended up he had a, a spot that was open and he asked me if I wanted it. I went over and interviewed Perry Baker and, and got the job shortly after that. And what did it mean to you to be back at your alma mater as, as, as a coach? You know what, it, it meant a lot to me um, just coming up, uh, What, not just the city itself, but the, the sports, the basketball program, uh, the town, the teachers. It meant a lot for me where I was uh, when I moved out there in the situation. There were a lot of people that were there for me, and I just thought it was a great opportunity to give back. It, it just – it was surreal to come back and kind of awkward at first, but uh, – in, in, in what way? It's just, you know, you're, you're a kid and you, you do things as a kid. You know, you're worried about things maybe your old principal might think about you when you come back. <laughs> and uh, now all of a sudden you're a mature young man. And now uh, now you have to set the example, right? Absolutely. And uh, I think that was the best part to kind of show um, that I matured, that, that I made it. 
Yeah. Did you love coaching right away? Was it love at first sight or um, or was it a bit of a acquired taste for you? No, it was it was love at first sight. Um, I think I couldn't get enough. I was asking questions. What do you do here? What do you do there? Um, what do you do with a disgruntled player? Maybe a parent, how to handle those things. So um, you were the annoying guy asking all the questions, right? Coach mm-hmm. McLean would definitely say that I'm the <laughs> annoying guy at this point. I just, I just wanted to learn, um, and I'm still learning today. But, but yes, they, they, they might have found some of your questions annoying, but they clearly sensed your passion for it, and that's, that's how you sort of moved up. You were at Brunswick for, for two seasons, was it? No, I was there for seven years. For seven years. Yes. Okay, seven and uh and and what was the learning curve for you like during those seven seasons at brunswick each year um i kind of took on a little bit more uh, a little bit more the first couple years i was kind of watching i was learning from coach mclean and coach lescalite who was the jv coach longtime soccer coach at, at brunswick um and just asking questions and then as i evolved maybe my third fourth year instead of asking questions I was assisting and actually getting in and getting my feet wet. Okay, so you were taking on more of an active role, and, and they probably appreciated that. So, and then and then how did the opportunity at Oakdale come about for you, m- uh, moving over there? And was that a hard thing for you to leave Brunswick? Uh, professionally, one of the hardest decisions of my life. Uh, I'm very appreciative of the opportunity that Coach McLean and the Brunswick community gave me. I grew up there. Um, my wife and I live in Spring Ridge, and uh, I teach at Oakdale Middle. I got a job there, and uh, right before I came over, Coach Rose actually asked me to come over. Uh, he knew who I was from competing against him uh, as a freshman coach, Brunswick versus Urbana, when Dean Rose was still at Urbana. And um, yeah, I, th- I think Dean was like, "What is this Bruns? This little school giving us such? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, why are they giving us so many problems? We uh, at least in the first half of those games. Uh, not gonna lie to you, Dean ended up putting his arms in the second half, but we, <laughs> we, we competed. And I right. think that's kind of what he appreciated the most um, from a scrappy Brunswick team. Right. Well, when you're playing for Brandon Long, I mean, what do you demand of your players? Passion, um, grit. I demand toughness. And if you're not going to do it, we're going to find someone else that, that does it. Um, we, we, we're all team players, and you have to buy in. I, I'm going to be a firm believer in the system that I've been taught. You're either in or you're out. And uh, if you're in – you're in, and, and we can work with it, but you've got to bring it every single day. I'm going to be demanding of you. Right. But I, my players have to understand, and I think they'll tell you this, they walked in. I'm demanding and I have high, have high expectations of them because I know they can do it. We right. just got to get them there. Right. So you're faced with a very tough decision. Uh, I, I guess you made it because it was just to put yourself in a better family situation and and just with work and stuff like that? or Absolutely. Just yeah. the commute yeah. um, at first. I mean, Brunswick's not far, you know, but it was another 20 minutes one way. And then no, but, but ba- basically what I'm asking is what was the deciding factor in making that very hard decision? Yeah, um, well, I turned Dean down the first time. Uh, really the, the deciding factor was me being in um, that community. I, was, I finally got a teaching job there. I was teaching at Heather Ridge for a long time and ready to get into a larger school. And uh, Coach Conley called me and just wanted to sit down and talk. And once we sat down and talked, we actually had lunch together. We realized that we weren't so different. Our philosophies were actually quite similar in terms of toughness. We want our kids to play hard, and that's what we demand. And uh, Coach Conley says, you're either in or you're out. And I think after our first meeting, I was in. And uh, it was a great opportunity for me to learn. I learned from Coach, uh, Coach McLean for a long time. Coach Conley just brought something different. Right, and you were the JV coach right away, so you had a big, big responsibility right away at Oakdale. I was, and, and that's what I was getting at earlier when you were asking me about Brunswick. Um, I finally became the Brunswick JV coach for a year or two there, 
And uh, I didn't want to go back to Oakdale and then go down. And right. I don't use the word down. Right. No. I would make a lateral move and be right. the JV coach. Un- understood. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and just what's the biggest thing you've learned about about yourself, about the coaching profession in, in all the years you've been doing it? Uh, the main thing I've learned about coaching is it can be quite humbling. Um, no matter how many times you think you've done your homework or you've prepared your team, um, in the end, you got to realize that they're kids. And uh, we all make mistakes. We're all humans. And how we learn and adjust to those mistakes is, is what makes us better players, better coaches, and better men. Okay. So when will your first game be in the playoffs? Because uh, you'll get a bye in the first round, right? We do. We'll play. Uh, Liberty will come to us Monday night, 7 o'clock. Okay, Monday. So, so you don't have to wait that much longer. So you just have to get through this week of, of no games, and then, and then you're hitting the ground running at the start of next week. So well, what, what do you expect in that Liberty game? What, what type of team is Liberty? Liberty is they're a team that just likes to ground, um, and by that I mean they just pound the ball inside. They've got the 6-7. Um, they have strong guard play. I watched a couple uh, game films. They actually run a little bit more than what I thought they were. I'd like to get up and down the court, um, but they run a lot of good stuff. Uh, and a, a team you haven't played yet this year? We have not. Okay. We have not. We have not played any Carroll County teams this okay. year. Um, right. Coach over there uh, was actually worked under the coach at Century, so they're two very similar teams. Yep. They run good stuff. Um, I was very impressed with watching them on the film. There's a reason why uh, they only lost two games this year. Right. You have played Williamsport, though. You have played Middletown, other other teams that could really contend uh, in, in, in uh, your section. What, what, what impresses you about Middletown, the way they play? They are so well prepared. Coach Kymig over there, I think he must have spent so much time going over every single, excuse me, every single thing that we run. Um, and we know each other well, and his kids were so prepared. Um, that we kind of had to switch things up and just kind of rely on our defensive effort. Middletown, uh, they, the one thing you can guarantee when you play Middletown, they're well-prepared, well-coached, and they play hard. Right. And Williamsport, a team you're familiar with, a team that often makes deep runs uh, in the playoffs. Williamsport is loaded. They have a lot of talent. Lincoln Ball is one of the best players I've seen in a long time out there. Uh, great player, great competitor. He's getting some D1 looks right now. Uh, they got Raquan Becks back after a long injury up there. Uh, Caleb Bowers is a very good point guard. Um, I mean, they're, they're very talented, and I wouldn't be surprised to, um, if we're fortunate enough to get there again to see either one of those teams because very well coached, and, and they're good. What's it going to take for you guys to get back to uh, Xfinity Center down in College Park? For us to make a run, we have to do what we do best, and we have to sit down, play defense, and rebound. Um, I think a lot of teams, if you ask, what, what do you think when you describe Oakdale basketball? And it, it's toughness. Um, I think a lot of times the biggest compliment that any coach can give us is say, you know, wow, your kids sure play hard. And that's what we want to do. We have really just have to play hard, rebound, and execute. We should be okay. But that's the standard that Coach Connolly set, though, right? He was known for his toughness, and his teams reflected that, right? Absolutely. And we want um, our players to be uh, a reflection of our coaching, our coaching style. Um, and we just need to control the things we can control. And the one thing that we can always control is how hard we play. Do you come in with any expectations, or do you sort of let yourself sort of have a blank mind and just see what see whatever happens? Give it your best shot and see what happens. You know, um, I take it one game at a time for sure, um, and I definitely want to give give it our best shot. Um, but I mean, we have those those goals, those aspirations. But the one thing that you know, a lot of people are talking about this coin flip in terms of century. Well, we're not playing century; we're playing liberty. And that's a really good team. If we, if we want to move further, we have to get past Liberty. So right now, our focus is on Liberty. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we do what we have to do, we'll move on to the next one game at a time. Why are people making a big deal about the coin flip? I mean, you're going to have to. You would have to play them theoretically anyway, no matter what, as long as you keep winning. So. Yeah, I just think, you know, the the, the venue at, yeah. at this point, you know, 19-1, we've had a great year. They have the, the, I well. mean, it shouldn't matter, though, right? You you believe you could win, win anywhere, right? No, I mean, we went in and, and told our guys, and you know what they said? Okay, let's play. Next one's Liberty. So, 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 so it's all it. it's the media, it's all of us, and it's all the parents and fans that are making a big deal about it, right? <laughs> you, you know, I, I, you all, know. all the outsiders <laughs> that are making all the noise, right? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's it's so much <laughs> it's so much noise in terms of that, um, right. but it's just um, you want home cooking, you know, yeah, and, right. and and that's what it is. But look, someone's going to wear a white jersey, someone's going to wear you know uh, whatever their road color jersey is, in at Maryland. One way or the other, if you want to go far, you're going to have to win one on the road. Why not do it a little earlier right. than expected? Uh, Terry was known for giving the refs a hard time. Do you, do you give the uh, the refs a hard time when, when you coach? I have never seen Coach Conley give the refs. Oh, no. Um, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of let things, you know, if there's something that uh, I question or I'm concerned about, I typically go and talk to the officials. Um, I am loud, um, but most of the times I'm coaching up my kids. I try to control the things we can control. And if you take a look at, at games, you know, look, they're not going to be able to make every single call. Um, but if you look back at a game, how many times has one or two bad calls really ruined the outcome? Can it? Sure. But I'm sure if you look back, you could say, hey, this kid could have made this play. Or as a coach, I could have made this adjustment. Have I done it? Sure. But um, I'm not going to be known for that as well. Have you been teed up this year? I have not. You have not. I have not. Neither is, neither is Rob Healy, uh, the girls' coach. Who is like who's more likely to get a technical foul, you or or Coach Healy? Um, I would have to say uh, Rob. I would have to say Coach Healy. Uh, you're no. more you're more you're more mild mannered than Coach Healy. No, if I if I were a betting man, I'd probably say me. Um, if you ever come out and uh, watch me coach, I'm very easy to to hear. Uh, <laughs> you can hear me probably outside. I'm a little bit more loud and boisterous than what Rob is. <laughs> okay. Well, Coach Long, we, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we, we, we wish you success uh, in, in the playoffs and look forward to watching your squad play. So, so best of luck going forward. So, Thank you, Greg. I appreciate the time and everything you do for sports around Frederick County. Awesome. My thanks also to uh, producer uh, Graham Cullen, uh, to the band Double Motorcycle, and to all of you for listening to The Final Score. We are proud to be presented by PFP, Players Fitness and Performance. And uh, we will uh, see you next week as, as we get underway with, with the high school basketball playoffs. Look, look forward to uh, chat more about that. We'll see you next week back here on The Final Score.